hey what's up guys welcome to black millennial we're back with another episode we're back with another this episode. episode is called chosen family and i'm excited to get into it yeah same i'm definitely excited for this episode i'm I actually been in like very excited for all the adulting episodes but i think this one might be my favorite we actually say this every every episode <laughs> <laughs> we do i just realized that but it's because they're always so good mm-hmm. we so, talk about good shit we do if you are not following us on instagram and twitter make sure y'all follow us on all social media platforms because we do have some fire ass content that's that we're dropping so yeah make sure y'all stay in tune with our twitter instagram and you know just engage with us and we'll engage with you so today episode is sponsored by pound cake and seven up cake (laughs) (laughs) yo when i was reading through the notes um it was actually funny to me because my great grandma used to make seven up cakes like not the seven up cakes you get from like shop right she would make like the the actual like seven up cake from like she would really make that shit so it was actually funny because they actually like church cakes like church people buy them cakes like i haven't had a seven up cake in a long while though how about you yes i was just about to say that like i miss and i don't even i guess like church anniversaries Mm -hmm. pastor anniversaries any like good church gathering where you would eat afterwards yes. the dessert was always popping and it was always like a good pound cake or a lemon cake mm-hmm. like i don't know it just used to be delicious even after funerals <laughs> like pound the cake. repast food is always pound so cake with good some milk mm. that don't be bussing so, bussing so <laughs> <laughs> um this week we are going to celebrate Chrissy Teigen's exit from Twitter. I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I am, I am free, yes. Good riddance. I hope you get your shit together while you're gone <laughs> and come back when, like, you're ready to be regular, like the other billions of people who are on Twitter. Yeah, she always been weird to me, but... I feel like John Legend. She just does a lot. I feel like John Legend makes her husband makes music for like white men that shops at Target and wear joggers and Asics. Like I feel like he make. (laughs) I feel like he make perfect music for those type of white men. But we don't want to spend too much time on Chrissy taking ass because we actually have a very, (laughs) very amazing episode today, and we're deep diving into some very, very important and helpful conversations that i think that everyone should be having at the moment so um before we get into that we just wanted to like you know keep the theme going with the you know our theme was adulting and anything so we just wanted to give you guys more um tips and tricks for like you know your banking and just like you know to help 
you know, help when it comes to like, you know, saving your finances and just being be, becoming more financially like, you know, literate. So um, there's actually some like millennial banks out there that's like geared towards like people and like they what's millennials? I'm, I don't consider myself as a millennial because, like, I was born in 98. So, so basically, what, it's just, like, banks that don't have a physical location because they know that millennials and Generation Z, yeah, like, we're always on the move or whatever. And it's easier if we can have a bank that can be accessed from pretty much anywhere. We don't have to necessarily go into a physical location. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a few like the Zeta joint accounts mm -hmm. are really good for all the baby mamas and baby fathers <laughs> out there who are co-parenting. Or like if you have roommates or if you're just in a situation where you need to like share money with someone as opposed to having to send it through Cash App or Zelle or whatever you use all the time. Mm -hmm. Zeta joint accounts literally lets you like deposit money into one account. So it's like always there. And you have like a documented history of like who gave what, who mm. took what amount, blah, blah, blah. And it's really good. Mm. Um... Envol is like envelope. It's short for envelope. And it uses technology to assist you in separating your funds. It's basically like budgeting. So let's say you get your stimulus check for $1,400. Envol will like automatically put X amount of dollars into like your savings, Christmas club, mm -hmm. like your whatever different, um, whatever different accounts you have basically it'll do it for you and the rest of them like they finance lily one finance point debit you know those things they're like they're just banks that don't have physical locations and mm -hmm. i've i'm interested to see the future in that because like i get it but also sometimes i want to go into a physical location like i need to Agreed. talk to a person yeah you know but that's how um and of course but that's kind of how they with like chats like when people are like you can just chat no i need to like, talk to a physical person i just like i just need to talk to a physical person instead of like fucking going yeah. through a chat but yeah i would be interested to see how that go because i know with me the, yeah. i bank with a credit union but i got it through my school and they don't have like an actual branch in my city but they got it like outside of my city so i can go to like other credit mm -hmm. unions but it's like kind of hard like, I want to actually go to a branch of my bank. I don't want to go to another yeah. credit union to, like, it's just, like, weird. So, yeah, I want to, that would be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Um. Also, another note is on here is that, like, your regular banks, like, your typical larger banks, Chase, PNC, um, I think, what's the other one? I don't know the one of the other bigger banks Wells like Fargo. they are yeah Wells Fargo thank you they are like giving people money back like if you open a new account with them they'll be like okay as long as you meet these requirements we'll slide you like $500 for opening this new account which is cool if um you're into banking with large banks and of course as always Put your money into black banks. So like United Bank of Philadelphia was listed on here, but there are a couple of like truly black owned banks popping up across the United States. So look into that. 
and start putting your money with your people. I do pyramid schemes, mm-hmm. so anybody want, you know, say All that. right. See. <laughs> no, oh, remember, like, far. earlier in the pandemic, they was doing, like, the, the, um, the Pentagon scheme. <laughs> and it was, like, add your name into the middle. But that was wild. <laughs> that was very wild. But. That was because people are, like, still doing that. And it's, like, give it up. Yeah. But. Give it up, delicious. Yeah. But like I said, um, previously today episode is very like I'm eager to like start discussing this topic, and today episode is basically geared around family. Um, I think depending on who you talk to, everybody' definition of family is different. For me, family doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as yours. Um, so. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so eager to talk about it because I like seeing people different. I like seeing everybody different perspectives on it because everybody raised, everybody was raised differently. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people assume that black people always raised right. You no, know, we all have different experiences. So mm-hmm. I would love to, um, I'm, I'm eager. So let's jump into it. Um, let's get it. <laughs> so, you know, we start every episode off with motive and thoughts, which is a guided conversation around, you know, topics that matters. And, you know, it's just intended to open the minds of our peer groups. And we just in, we just encourage like a diversity of thought. So let's get into it. <laughs> You're so silly. So <laughs> the first question is. How would your chosen family be different than your given family? I'd like to ask you that. Like, how, like, if you could pick and choose your family, how would they differentiate from, like, your actual blood family? If I was to choose my family or, like, my chosen mm-hmm. family as in, my, as in, like, my friends? Your friends, your chosen family. Um... It's kind of weird because I feel like in a way my friends are a reflection of my family, which is why I gravitate to them in a way. So I consider my friends, a fam- my friends are family, like y'all family, like y'all are fucking family. Like my friend, um, we've been cool since like diapers, like we three days apart, like my mom and her mom were like best friends. So like we're basically, we call each other cousins. And you know, black people, black people always got that one friend that they call cousins and people really be thinking y'all cousins, but you are not cousins, y'all really friends. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's how, that's how me and uh, me and her, um, our relationship is. But like I said, like, I think a lot of my friendships and my chosen family, like when it comes to like friends and yeah, when it just come to friends, because that's like the only choosing choosing family that I can think of is friends. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I gravitate to, to them because I see qualities of my family into them. And if I don't see like if I can't look at you and I can't be around you and be like, hmm, I will consider you family. Then we ain't never like it ain't no connection there. Like if I can't look at you and be like, yo, like you will you will make a dope ass cousin let's be cousins then it's like it's not going you know like it's not going to work like and the friends i got like you know i'm all for creating you know new connections and new experiences with people but the friends i have around me now is friends i've been cool with since i was young and the reason why is because they get me and whenever i need someone or when i need like that extra person to lean on they're there so 
I love the shit out of my friends. I love, like, I love the shit out of my family. So, to be honest, there's no difference because I love my friends like my family. I love my family like my friends. So, it's the same thing. So, yeah. So, now, different topic. If I was actually to choose my, if I was able to choose my family, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I mean, I love my family. I wouldn't say choose. Okay, here's the thing. In physical form, I wouldn't choose anyone, but qualities definitely. Like, yeah, I would definitely choose like certain qualities and shit because my family is fucking crazy. Like, my family is like ghetto. Like, we from North Philly. Like, so <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely some different qualities that I would um, you know, I would choose. But I love them for who they are. Like, we are who we are because we are who we are and i accept them mm-hmm. and that's just who i am that's a part of me like that's i'm just cut from a different cloth so yeah how about you yeah i mean i pretty much feel the same way but i i do know that there are people out there whose chosen families are like completely different from their birth families um, mm-hmm. because they come from like dysfunctional homes or like whatever their case is. And that's why things like friends giving, that's a thing mm-hmm. um, like bachelorette parties, things like that, where you really kind of lean on your friends versus like leaning into your family. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't know. I think, my cho- I'm trying to think about like my five closest friends and then my five closest cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are a lot of overlapping similarities, but they're also really different. Okay. But like, it's because like even so, like okay, my grandmother had four girls, and my mom is one of those four girls. And so even though they were all raised the same, they're raising their families different. So I can't say that me and my cousin, you know, we have the exact same values and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. Same with my friends. But we all have like core things in common, if that makes sense. Okay. You know. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that sometimes we overstate like okay here's i'm trying to figure out how do i like pose this question because i think that we give our friends sometimes we give our friends or friend titles that they don't necessarily need and what i'm saying is that some people are just friends and not family so mm-hmm. you know like how like me like i would say in a heartbeat like my friends are like my family but sometimes i get you know sometimes they like integrate and it's just like that's not really helpful and it's like hard for me to sell boundaries because sometimes I do feel like friends get too comfortable and Mm -hmm. I also think that family get too comfortable so in a way how do we like create boundaries where we understand that you're a friend I love you but there's a difference between friend and family because I oh that's such a good point yeah because I think that we create friendships thinking that they're going to like not last forever, but you're like a sister. You're like a brother, but 
you're a friend <laughs> like you're just mm-hmm. you're a friend you're, you're just a friend like you're not family so i feel like with me it's hard because i got like like i said like my family like my friends and it's kind of hard to like create that boundary because sometimes when they do mm-hmm. overstep they'll overstep the boundary of feeling like they can like you know talk on certain situations when it comes to my family when i'm having conversations about my family i can't even say hey don't talk about that because i already made you feel comfortable so how do we start creating those boundaries to make friends feel like they're friends and family feel like they're family? Like also like my aunt, you're not my friend. <laughs> you from like my sister, mm-hmm. you're not my friend. Yeah. Yeah. We can be like, yeah, but like certain, like certain boundaries need to be set to understand what relationship, like, you know, what relationships need to be. So that's, I think that was, that's a good question to pose when we talk about like family versus friends, like what's the difference? so mm-hmm. yeah that's i'm so glad you brought that up because boundaries like that's where it gets sticky because you have people who are like okay this is my family so i have to put up with like certain behavior but if you're a friend like and you do the exact same thing my family does like i can cut you off because you're not family but then there's some people that are like i'm not taking shit from anybody mm-hmm. like and that's just that like family or friend no matter who you are like don't come over here with that bs and so it's important to know like i guess like the importance of people in your life like if you ride or die for your family and you know like there's nothing that anyone in this family can do to make me just like completely give up on them and be like never speak to me again but with friends like just because we don't have that familial bond i don't have to put up with that right you know but it's just like knowing like what your what your personal boundaries are and then it's really good because also one of the things we brought up in the writer's room was the whole situation with kurt franklin and his son Mm. and it's like i have like I have friends who are like, that's just how parents speak to like their adult kids. Mm-hmm. Like my mom cusses me out every other day. And then Iman, one of our writers, she brought up a really good point. She was just like, I don't care if my child is 16 or 60. Like I would never call my child a bitch ass mm-hmm. nigga just because like growing up, that's not what I heard. So why would I give that to my child? Um, and then it's like, okay, so I wouldn't expect that from my from my mother, from family, but like, what if your homeboy called you a bitch ass? Mm, that's do actually, you forgive him? And that's actually a good point because I think it boils down to it, honestly, it's all about relationships. Even when it comes to family, like you mm-hmm. have some some type of relationship and what type of comfortability you allow in your relationships. If my friend, my friend, called me right right now and be like, "What's up, bitch ass nigga?" I'm not gonna get mad. If my uncle called mm-hmm. me right now, what's up, bitch ass nigga? I'm not gonna get mad because that's the that's the relationship we got. And it also mm-hmm. boils down to how situations like the context of situations. So like if we're arguing back and forth or like we like having like a small disagreement, you call me a bitch ass nigga, then uncle we probably got a problem. <laughs> but if you exactly. just call me up on some what's up, bitch ass nigga, what you then that's different. But you know what I also want to bring up as well, and this is also a, a good bridge to the next question that we're going to ask. How? Because I think mm-hmm. that because when I 
me growing up and me growing into a man, not a man, but I don't like saying that, but I just want to be gender neutral. But <laughs> <laughs> me growing into like, you know, me growing into adult. How about that? Me growing into adult. Mm-hmm. I was never like taught what boundaries were. And it, hmm. when I was taught that, it was never taught to me as into having boundaries with your family. Because I think that mm. when we talk about boundaries, you think about having boundaries with relationships, having boundaries with friendships, having boundaries with jobs, but we never talk about having boundaries with family. And I think that in a black community, we normalize so much bullshit that we don't understand how traumatizing words can be. And mm. to be transparent with you and to be transparent with the listeners, like growing up, I didn't have the best relationship with my mom. Not saying that it was like fucking chaotic where she was just like kicking me out the house. But like on a relationship type, I didn't get that love and compassion that I wanted. And my dad wasn't around either. So that's the only like love and compassion I was yearning for. And I wasn't getting it. So a lot of that have traumatized me in a way and have created other things now that I'm an adult. And it's like, okay, so what's boundaries? Because, like, I was never, you know, like, I was never, like, raised on, like, what the fuck boundaries were and how was boundaries. I'm so normalized getting cursed at, getting beat, um, certain things. So, like, what is boundaries? Because my parents don't have boundaries with me. They don't, they, like, they don't have boundaries with me. They do whatever they want. Just like Kurt Franklin, he didn't have a boundary where he say, oh, this is a certain way I talk to my son. Certain, like, you feel what I'm trying to say? Like, so. Mm-hmm. How do we, good question too, how do we instill boundaries and how do we instill boundaries and create that conversation of boundaries with the youth at a young age? Not with just friends, not with just relationships, but also with family. Because you also got to understand when a family member is also crossing the boundary and you got to be like, oh, even if you're 10, 11, 12 or 13, hold. Because if not, shit gets swept under the rug. And then now you fucking damn near 25 dealing with all this crazy shit because it's mm-hmm. something that you didn't, you know, that it wasn't a good flowing or a good flowing conversation that had happened with your parents. So that's just something like I think about a lot. And I think that if we teach young, then so much beautiful shit can come out later in life instead of like dealing with this shit when we 25 and 30. Like who want to be dealing with shit? Like I mean, it's life, yep. and I don't like just saying it. Yeah. It's just life, but like life don't have to be. Sometimes if we take the precautions of actually, when people say protecting the the black child, it's not about just mm-hmm. keeping them guarded from violence outside. It's actually about protecting their mental health, protecting them spiritually too. Like certain shit like that. And I don't think that we talk about that a lot. We just think that I'm protecting my child and just know how exactly are you protecting your child? So I think that's important. And to, to bridge, to bridge that, to bridge that to the next um, question is as a generation, do you think that we discontinue relationships too quickly? What you think? Um, I do. I do. I do too. Just because like there are, Okay, speaking of boundaries, there are certain things where you could be like, this is a deal breaker. Like, I will never 
like I'll miss you, but I will never speak to you again if you cross this line. And that's fine. Like that's completely understandable. But I think we've made like, oh, I'm so cold hearted. I don't need nobody. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could do bad all by myself, blah, blah, blah. Like that's such a big thing now. And it's weird to me. Like, what? I like I have friends. Who like we we get mad at each other, like upset, like shit'll happen mm. and we'll just be like, yo, that was that was messed up. Like I need a week. To, I need a week or two to get my shit together. So like when I talk to you, we can actually have a conversation and we're not like ruining our friendship. And we have to like chill on each other for a little while. Right. But then we come back and we can like talk things out and it's like, okay. This is a relationship that I value. So I would never just go cold turkey on you and never speak to you again because of this. Like this mm-hmm. like this incident wasn't big enough to cut you off. Right. But I don't know. I, like people don't people don't feel that way apparently. No people more. are just people like don't value f- people, yeah. people don't value friendships and connections. And that's one thing about me that mm-hmm. I noticed that's so different. And anytime I like well, I think when I meet someone new or I make a new connection, like my future reference, if I was to call that, do I call it that? Like my, like my future instinct wouldn't like think, oh, when are we going to fall out or no, like it's just right. like a natural thing to me. Like if there's nothing too big, that's not to hand, like there's nothing like out of the fucking world that you can't handle. There'd be, it'd be the most simplest fucking problems that will ruin mm-hmm. friendships and this yep. is why when it when it comes to friends and it comes to family and it comes to just the energy i keep around you you have i have to value you and you also have to value me and i was just having this conversation with my friend and i just i told him i'm just like i can't be around nobody that doesn't have a fear of losing me because it's like you don't give a fuck. Like, if you be like, oh, I don't fear losing nobody, this, this, and that, I'm cold-hearted, I don't got time for that. Because I know if we get in any situation, I already know what you're thinking. And mm-hmm. I also can't be around someone that always think they're right. Or can't uh, take accountability. Because when it, people... At the, fuck all this shit. People just don't know how to be friends. Let's talk about that. People just don't know how to be friends. Exactly. People don't know how That's to be friends. Fact. And when it comes to being friends, you have to take that selfish shit out of the, throw that out the window because friendships is not about selfishness. It's about compromising in a way. And it's about loving on each other. Mm-hmm. And I do think that this, I think that what it is, is that we just, we, we obsessed with this cold hearted lifestyle and I'm, 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 I'm good all bad by myself and it's me, myself and I, and that's totally fine because I'm here for independency, totally here for independency, but it's okay to lean on someone for, for a few minutes or just call someone up. Like, I just don't like that feeling. I really just, I don't, I don't. And I do think that we just discontinue relationships. It, It hurts me because I always say I don't love too hard. I love too long. And I can look at this question and say, 
Yeah, I think that we discontinue relationships too quickly. But I think personally for me, I don't discontinue relationships too quickly. I let them linger on, keep going until I'm fucking used, abused, stumped, like in the fucking ground. And then it's like, <laughs> it's time for, me, time for me to move on. It's just like, I'm learning that, you know, sometimes I do need to discontinue shit too quick, quickly. Because some people do be having me fucked up. And I'd rather just like put you on block list and move on. Than us having a conversation and you do the same thing over and over. So I think for me personally, because I am a giver and I do love and I do value friendships and relationships. But for me, I think that I hold on too long. So that's my that's my little spill on the, on the whole question. These are some good ass questions, y'all. I hope y'all. They are. Listen, y'all got us on some shit today. <laughs> I had to take a little breather real fast because y'all had a nigga tearing up and shit. So I know, but nah, but yeah, I just think that people are too savages. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's also okay to grieve friendships. It's okay to grieve mm-hmm. relationships. That's a part of healing, grieving. You can't get out of a relationship. You can't get out of a friendship and say, fuck all this shit. I'm moving on. That's not fucking realistic. If that is realistic to you, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like you're a legitimate fucking psychopath. If you just walk away from relationships and not grieve at all. Like, shit, I be having arguments with my friends and I grieve them in, like, a fucking day. Like, oh, my God, I miss you already. Like, fucking crying and shit. Like, I think friendships... Oh, as a... Okay, I got a question for you. Being as though, um... Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's harder... Um, Do you think that friendship breakups are harder than relationship breakups? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I, like... Oof. Because with with relationships it's like okay we lost this like intimate romantic type of bond but that's something you know that hopefully I'll find in somebody else but like friendships are so personal that it's just like damn bitch you like we really like (laughs) we was kicking we were tough we We were tight yeah and it's we I just it's a it's a very very sticky subject because on one hand like jasmine sullivan said sometimes you just gotta pick up your feelings and get the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) you gotta pick them up and leave but also like you said it's okay to like sit in the moment and sit in the fact that like these memories that you built with people like the times you had the inside jokes all of those things are gone mm-hmm. and it's okay to grieve that and it's okay to be upset about that like it's fine which is also like that's a good segue to the next question which is how can you create boundaries with your chosen family members even though you aren't bound by blood um and one super important thing i learned in my 20s like my friends from montgomery say this all the time is that you have to know your personnel Mm -hmm. like you have to know who you're like who you're working with yes so if you get in a fight or if you out somewhere 
and like is shit about to pop off. If you know you with that one homegirl that don't fight, but she like she gonna call the police though, but she not gonna <laughs> throw a damn hand. Like don't put her in that situation. And when right. people say know your personnel, I think it's for like positive traits only. Because then you know, you get those friends where you're like, girl, that's just how she is. You just gotta I don't really fuck with that because like girl grow up at some point we all have to grow up but like with positive traits like if you have a friend that doesn't fight the bitch just don't fight but if she can call the police hey shit that'll work out at some point you know what i'm saying you just have to know who you are around and what type of boundaries you create with those people yeah i think i think for me i because right now like in my life i don't have like a lot of friendship problems and mm-hmm. I, I think I've—I wouldn't say I think I've grown from having friendship problems because I think there's—I'm only what 23, so friends is always going to be there. Problems is always going to be there. But I think straight out of high school, um, into college, I was just like having a really bad fucking experience with my current friends, and it was because I was going through like family. I was going through like a lot of family family things I was going through also I was going through my first year of college I just turned 18 so like it was a lot I was experiencing at once and I don't think that my friends understood it at the moment because they had privilege and I think that what they didn't understand was that you know we all have some sort of privilege and at the moment I didn't like have the privilege of certain things they had. So it would create a lot of like drama. And for me, I would like cry. It was just like very fucking like, it was terrible. It was like a very terrible point, like a very terrible point in my life. Like, and what I've learned is that it's really all about personnel. Like you said, you really got to know who you're working with. And I say this all the time. I don't beef with nobody. I don't hate nobody. I won't fuck with you, but I don't be, I don't beef with anybody. We're never going to have a problem because I don't have a problem with nobody. We cool. We good. How you doing? I hope you having a lovely life, but we ain't never going to rock like the same anymore. And that's totally fine. I don't hate you. If I see you today and tomorrow, we can speak. But when it comes to getting close to me and knowing certain things about me and experiencing certain things in my life, you don't get that. You don't get that privilege. Mm -hmm. That's how you set boundaries, because when you experience experience great shit, everybody isn't supposed to be there because everybody's not going to be happy for you. So understanding personnel, understanding your friends and knowing how you knowing how you feel around certain people is also important as well because why would i put you in a situation where i'm in, i'm enjoying the most greatest fucking thing in my life right now and you're not happy for me why would i give you that privilege mm-hmm. and i think what we do is we think that just because we have history you belong around that's not always true i've been knowing people for almost 10 years now that i don't invite to birthdays I didn't invite to certain things, but I know when we see each other, it's what's up. It's nothing personal because we know our relationship. We know our personnel. 
So I definitely think that when it comes to creating boundaries with your chosen family, know your personnel, know what they bring to the, not even going to say know what they bring to the table, because I think that's like kind of like a take and give thing, but understand how you feel when you're around that person, when you're enjoying good moments, understand how the atmosphere is. So I definitely think that's important. And I know this isn't a question that's on our list, but when it comes to like choosing relationships, do you think that, okay, when it comes to choosing relationships, do you think that the way your partner treats their friends and family is very like important to you? Hell yes. I like I always say that before I get into a relationship, like I see like how does this man treat his mom? How's his relationship with his dad? Like does he talk to his siblings? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then like what are his friendship like you know what I'm saying even with that like as an adult, I'm all like I'm still meeting people. Especially now that my friends from college, we've all moved to different areas and we've started like professionally networking and we're meeting friends in these different areas. And then when we come together, it's like we're introducing each other to our new friends. And so if I feel like, oh, you're somebody like I actually super vibe with. So like if I were to go to Dallas for the weekend, I actually fuck with you. But then I have to look at like, do they have a group of core friends like what's their past like patterns with other people because that means a like it literally means a lot and I don't know if it's because I watch too many like serial killer documentaries but it's always the people that don't have like any history of close friendships or like they don't talk to their family and it's because they were a serial killer <laughs> Because they were a psycho. (laughs) I think I asked that question because in my last, in my last, like, I don't call it relationship, but in my last situationship, I ignored so many signs. And I think that was the biggest sign I ignored. It's because when I seen it, like, when I seen it happening, I ignored it. But when I start understanding Mm -hmm. how that person would treat me, I'm like, wait, this is very similar to the way you treat your friends. You abandon your friends very quickly. And whenever we have a situation, you're abandoning me very quickly. So now I know that you have some abandonment issues. And I'm just like, yo, like, it's really like the way people treat others is really telling. It's very telling. And please, if you're out there in a relationship, you're out there in a friendship, please do not ignore those signs. If you are best friend with a friend, be cautious of how they treat other people. I don't bang with people that's mean for no reason. Like, that's not that whole, like, oh, I'm a mean girl and I'm this, this. That's not cute. <laughs> like, whoever made that pop- popular, please die. But oh my god! Yeah, like <laughs> I just—I don't know. I just think that you know, I think it's very important to understand how other people treat others. So it tells a lot. It, it says a lot about yourself. It, it really do. So that's that, guys. So 
I know it's like family and friends is like hard. Like that shit is like it is interpersonal relationships. Mm. It gets muddy. It gets dirty. Let me tell y'all something. Last year and this year, my family have drove me up a fucking wall. I love them, and I think that you know. And I also think that we think that just because we're their family that we had to stick around. That's not technically true. I mean, I love my family, but sometimes I'll be ready to get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Because some of the problems that we deal with with our family, we didn't ask for. I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to deal with this. Not at this age. Like, so it's just like, yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot. But, you know, prayer and liquor, it works. <laughs> it works. And some weed. Trust me, it works. And some weed. Our favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so enough of all the fucking okay. drama. Right. Let's that. move on Let's to something, something lighter. lighter. I'm about to be fun. in my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it is our next segment. And y'all know what this is about. This is what we would like to see more of or less of. At the very top of the list, um, I would like to see a very slutty summer. And when I say slutty, I don't like literally mean like go fuck in the streets. But I just want everyone to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that for go fucking streets. I just want everybody to have fun. Like it's it's been so tough for so many people. Um, that is just like if and I don't know, like with the COVID numbers, the CDC says like we're actually trending back towards like lockdown. So everyone be careful with that. But if summertime comes and like most people are vaccinated and you can be in the streets, I just want everybody to have fun. Ladies, wear what you want to. Fellas, we want to see y'all in Daisy Dukes. I want y'all thighs out. (laughs) I want y'all to have on gold chains. We need all of that. Everybody, we are going to be our best selves this summer. Our best best sexy selves. Because that's what I want to see. Yeah. I also want to, well, I want to see myself have a very slutty summer. <laughs> Just like, like you said, not, like, not fucking around. But if you want to fuck around in these streets, so be it because I'm here for it. But. Do it safely. That's it. For me, That's I just want to create more like I want to travel more this summer. I know it's like COVID, but I do want to travel more. I just want to take more pictures. I want to get dressed more, take myself out on dates more. So, yeah, so definitely have like a slutty, a very slutty summer. Just give be very slutty and just have amazing sex and drink amazing wine and get hella money. And be very black. That's like my goal for the summer. Like, period. But next on the I would like to see list is I'm tired of y'all having these same fucking conversations about two hundred dollar dates and who paying for the bills and celebrity breakups and all this other shit that don't matter. We're tired. Can you think of another topic? Because we're tired. I've been talking about the same shit since 2016. We're now 16, 17, 18, <laughs> 19. We're six years in, and y'all still talking about the same conversations. Mm-hmm. Please get another topic. Thank you. Yeah. It makes me very sad. Like, my first introduction to social media was like Black Planet, 
MySpace and then Tumblr. And like on each of those three platforms, you had to be super creative because like with Black Planet and MySpace, it gave you like mm-hmm. the the coding skills you needed to we like create a background, give yourself mute. Yeah, like we could do like fun stuff. And then Tumblr came around resume. and it gave people... Listen, he gave people a way to like express themselves. People could post their poetry, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it was just so freaking cool. And now like with Instagram and Twitter, it's so social media is so fucking boring. If I see y'all talk about Derrick Jackson one more fucking day, if I see one more tweet about going 50-50 on the bills. You see a head, this is a head of a survivor. Shit like that. Some shit, yeah. Uh, Like, stop talking about going 50-50 on the bills. I don't care about $200 dates. I don't give a fuck what these celebrities are doing. (sighs) Let's Let's find something Let's find different. Something Let's new. spice it up, guys. Let's spice it up. Let's spice it up. Also, the next thing I would like to see. Oh, go ahead. You no, know you can go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say the next one. <laughs> you are so petty. I was just going to say the next one. Politicians keeping their promises, which I know we'll never see, but it's nice to hope. Y'all. I'm sorry I was quiet but y'all ever get like scratches and you don't know how you got it like I'm literally looking at my leg and I don't know how I got this maybe I should put the drugs down but maybe <laughs> so last <laughs> one I would like to see it um is literally a movie in theaters why y'all keep promoting movies that's oh, not yeah. in theaters I'm tired of seeing movie commercials and they're not in theaters What's the point? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm cool with the movies being on HBO Max and Netflix and shit like that. Because I don't like leaving. I mean, I don't mind leaving my house. But I was never like a big movie theater person. Like, I would only go if the, I really wanted to see a movie. But like, I was never a person that got like the fucking the stub tickets and shit. And had like the whole. Nah, I was never a movie person. Like, I'll watch that oh shit Oh, my home. God. Never. I love the movie theater experience when Black Planet, Black Planet, when Black <laughs> Panther came out, <laughs> when Black Panther came out, like me and a friend, we rented out like an entire movie theater. So like just like the people who we wanted to be around could experience Black Panther for the first time. And that was like, uh, it was so iconic. It was so fun. Like going to see a scary movie or like a thriller in the movie theater and like hearing people yell out random crazy stuff. It's just so fun. Nachos from movie theaters hit different. They're delicious. Um, Atlanta, the, one of the movie theaters in Atlantic station, like there's part of it that's basically a bar with service Mm -hmm. and everything. So you could be in that bitch recline, (laughs) taking shots of tequila. Oh, it's just so much fun. And I miss it so much. I miss going to movie theaters, but I don't miss like people breathing all over the place. So Mm -hmm. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Mm -hmm. Y'all can keep that movie theater You ready? Say no, I'm playing. You are I'm such a fucking so troll. But next. You really are. <laughs> next segment. Um, We have Reclaiming Our Time. You know, we just. We're just going to reclaim our time. But Kamala, Kamala, 
um you promised us two thousand monthly payments. Where is that, sis? Let me tell y'all something. Me and Jameer, um, one of the producers of this show, got into it about this because first of all, um, Sister Girl can't like pass laws by herself. Shouldn't have made a tweet. Like, yeah, she could have proposed. Shouldn't have made a tweet. She could. <laughs> No, no, y'all ain't finna play with her. <laughs> she could have proposed two thousand dollar monthly payments, and Congress could have been like, "Okay, girl, that was cute, but no." But I feel like so go write your congressman. I feel Mm-mm, like nope. as a politician, a highly politician like Kamala Harris, who is now the vice president during a global pandemic, I think. That you should not be tweeting things like that when niggas are poor. Because niggas want 2,000 nope. checks. <laughs> I'm just saying. First of all, you ain't even saying her name right. Kamala, so it's Kamala. 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 Yes. <laughs> and second, y'all ain't gonna keep playing with her. Like, <laughs> you like $5,000 would be cute a month, but let's, let's be real. That's not in her hands. And for reference, she tweeted that on May 11th of 2020. So do it that what you will. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Still with my 2000 monthly checks. Um, also but... reclaiming my time. I will, um, I need y'all to cancel student debt. I don't care. Well, not saying I don't care about these stimulus checks, but that doesn't affect me as much as canceling my student loan debt would. So somebody needs to get on that. Do you think that... Okay, good talk. (laughs) Do you think that we're getting another stimulus check? I think that's our last stimulus check. They ain't giving us no more money. I don't know if, if... Listen... Apparently, COVID is like pop locking and dropping, and numbers are like low key on the rise. So, if we go back on lockdown, like they're gonna have to give the U.S. people more money because that means like the like the restaurants are gonna close back down, grocery stores are about to be shit again. Like all this stuff is gonna happen. They're gonna have to figure mm. out a way to support the American people. Right? Like it's just. Like that just is what it is. Yeah. Um, the last thing on reclaiming our time is also a really touchy subject. So I'm gonna keep it cute with this one. Um, it's about gun control. Um, I personal personally am a owner of firearms, but I also think like there's no reason for anyone in the United States to own like AR-15s or shit like that because like for what. Like literally mm. for what? What's what's the point? Get a handgun, get a revolver. Like stop being weird. Um yeah, yeah think, America slightly opened back up and everybody started shooting. Yeah, I think for me, um I don't know, because when I think about like gun control, I think it's only like I think about like white people. Because I just think that mm-hmm. there's no gun gun control that's really going to happen inside like urban communities. They don't give a fuck enough that much. But to talk about something that's very important within my city, um, it's like a a very bad crisis going on in my Philly. I, mean, I say in my Philly, in my in my city, when it comes to like um murders and stuff. So we're like a hundred. We're like thirty percent. 
I don't even want to say 30. I think we're higher than that. But we was at 80 murders by the end of the year of 2020. Now we're at 100. So we're like, I want to say we're like 30% higher than what we was, like the numbers we was at last year. So it's only basically April and we're at 100 murders. So you can only imagine the numbers by the end of the year and we're only nine we're only we're the, we're the second second highest city when it comes to murders we're nine deaths behind chicago so it's just a lot going on in philly right now and i'm just praying for the community i'm praying for the youth um i definitely think we need to do something about these schools because these kids being outside is not helping like it's just not helping like i'm seeing like kids like 11 and 12 getting killed and that's just fucking like wild as fuck so yeah i just i'm just praying for philly i'm praying for the community and i'm praying for other people or other urban communities as well that's dealing with this issue as well it's just not philly it's other communities as well so i'm just praying for everyone so yeah so to move on to something lighter <laughs> We have our segment. <laughs> we have our segment where white people shit, where you know, just typical noise, typical stories of where white people shit. So, <laughs> apparently, this one I don't know why we um put this one under weird white people shit because the niggas are doing this too, and I what like I, I just it. don't understand. It's people making like fake vaccine cards. Oh, I see. And that. just like it's so stupid. Like, what's even the point? Like, if you don't want to get the vaccine, deal with the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Um, and really, right now, what like there are no consequences. People aren't saying like, "Oh, you can't fly if you don't have the vaccine. You can't go in the restaurant if you don't have the vaccine. You can't get admission to the club." Like, there's literally no consequences you know for not getting the vaccine right now. You know, everybody. So stop being fucking weird. <laughs> you know, everybody on Facebook and Instagram are watching those fucking Dr. Umar type niggas on there. They told oh me, my god, Joe Biden is making everybody get a vaccine by May first. Mentor, you have to get it. First of all, we don't even have a, enough fucking vaccines, and we don't even have a, enough vaccines now to, to fucking vaccinate everybody in the world. So I mean, everybody in the country. So shut the fuck up. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about at all. If you ain't gonna get it, don't get it. Yeah. If you gonna get it, get it. Like it ain't y'all making Period. it too complicated. Like I got my shot Friday. The symptoms was crazy, but I got it. So we out here. Definitely out here this summer. But yeah, like. Why the fuck are we faking fake COVID vaccine cards? I mean, it was faking fake COVID tests, so I'm not surprised. Like, everybody just relax. Like, <laughs> just calm point? down. Why are we faking Ugh. fake vaccine cards? Like, where are you going with that? <laughs> what are you going to like? <laughs> like, where are you going? And with then that? what? Like. What if, okay, so what if they say you do need your, like, months from now, you do need your vaccine card to do certain things, and it becomes, like, a federal offense to copy, like, because it's a medical document, mm-hmm. so if you have a fake vaccine card, is that really worth going to jail for, or paying, like, a crazy fine for? It's not, especially when the vaccine is free. Mm-hmm. You get that for free. But now you going to jail or you you got to pay $800 because you copied a piece of paper. 
friends. Mm-mm. It ain't that deep. It's really not. Do better. It's really not. And I'm like right now, like literally, what is the point? Because there's no, there's nothing in this country or another country where the vaccine card is absolutely necessary to have. So if you have a fake vaccine card, you just have it to have it or you have it to show on Instagram. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Child, I ain't going to play the <laughs> Tweets on fire. <laughs> um, These tweets are funny because the first one is talking about the relationship between like baby mamas and baby fathers. Um, I cannot relate because I'll be damned if I let one of y'all shoot up my club and we not married. <laughs> so that's how I feel and about I that. Mm, well, that's I got bouncers on deck. <laughs> they will escort you out the club. Escort you and your sperm nah, out the I club. I think the funniest tweet was um, the lady at the White House um yeah at like, the podium what did she say, what she, did she say hey, good afternoon she was like good afternoon yeah she's like and good morning or something and she was like good afternoon and everybody was like good afternoon but it's funny as fuck <laughs> because it's just it's amazing how the lineages and how everybody related to that because it's like a a popular thing in like the black auntie community <laughs> so i was just about to say that that was like the most auntie-ish thing like, good ever afternoon. good afternoon <laughs> like that's crazy like, like her just... mannerisms and everything yes. like i'm pretty sure one of my great aunts have done that to us before like oh y'all ain't hear me oh my principal in middle let school me school let me say time. it again yeah oh my god black school administrators <laughs> Oh, I'll wait. So funny. I'll wait. That's the I'll wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's... y'all ain't hear me. I'm, let me just say it again, cause maybe you didn't hear me. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love the blacks. Yes, I love us. I love the niggers. I love them. Oh my god, Ron. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, moving on to bops and bangers. You know, this is a segment <laughs> where we just highlight TV shows, movies, and anything is on the screen that's popping. <laughs> so, is there any new music you've been listening to? I, yo, I ain't gonna even hold y'all. I've been listening to the same 20 fucking songs for like the past two months. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I've been listening to the same 20 fucking songs for the past two months. Like, <laughs> wow. But I will say, um, Drake <laughs> Rice. I think we mentioned her in the last episode, but Drake's oh Rice yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. She just dropped an amazing album. Like it's like a summertime Philly type of album. Y'all should check that out. Um, Victoria Monet got her F U C K. Um, well, that's the single that came out, but I think she released like a live performance for that. So um, that was amazing. Then Chloe and Holly, two amazing queens. Um, you know they always don't like their co- covers, and I think was it. Mm-hmm. Chloe that did the rain by SWV cover. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, that was Hallie, Holly. But Chloe's been covering um Givian songs. Yeah, Givian a lot. So yeah, that's um that's something amazing. Also, you know what I checked out that was really good. Um, I was kind of hesitant of checking it out because I watched the movie. Um, I actually sat down last night and watched Tina um Tina Turner documentary on HBO Max. And it was so, mm. it was so inspiring. And the reason why I was kind of, was it? Yes. 
And the reason why I was hesitant of watching it, because I'm just like, I already know about Tina Turner. Like, who don't fucking know about Tina Turner's story? But it was so like it was like so captivating and it was just like yo she's so important to music she's just so important to human life like it was just so inspiring to like listen to like the triumph and like it was just like it was just like amazing it was amazing it was like a really 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 good document it was very inspiring like it, it was very very inspiring like I thought it was well produced, but I did not find it inspiring at all. I thought it was sad as shit. It was like it just made me so sad. Like, like, ooh, I don't even want to think about it. That's how sad it made me. I think what hit me bless her heart. I think what hit me hard was when she said something like, "Um, the the I think the interviewer asked her was like, how do you give love if you have never received love?" and to me that was so important because i question myself that a lot because i have a person like i have like a thing with myself where is though i feel like i have never like received like genuine love and i always mm-hmm. have this thing like how do i give love without receiving it and i think that's what makes me magical that i'm able to love on people without being loved and that's my magic but <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. I just thought that shit was sad. Like at one very, point, she said flat out, like yeah, she during said her lifetime, life. like the good did not. Yeah, the, the good has not outweighed the bad, and I was just like, that's depressing. It's very fuck. deep. Like even like as much as like fans adore and love Tina Turner, like she still feels like it's been a shitty life. But and I also, sucks. you know what I also think was um kind of great not great to see but in a way it was interesting to watch was for someone to be transparent in a way like that because you know when people tell their stories mm-hmm. about that they say oh i've overcame it and i'm just so happy and everything is fine yep. now and she basically said straight up like it was good in it but the good did not weigh the bad and i don't think i had a good life and that was the first time i actually seen someone like basically say like yeah i'm like 80 now but that shit took my 20s, 30s, and fucking 40s away from me. Mm-hmm. And I had to re-jumpstart jump, re- my entire career at 50. That was the years where she was supposed to enjoy mommyhood, see her kids go away to college and certain things like that. She never got that. So to see that transparency was very interesting to me because we don't see that a lot when it comes to, like, you know, celebrities and things like that. So that was very important. So... Yeah. Much love to Tina Turner. Yeah, much love. Much love. And old music. Um, what else is on here? Old music, my favorite segment. Oh, one old so- one old song that that fucking is fire. I found my smile again by D'Angelo. Oh, that's the most beautiful Ooh. song ever. 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 D'Angelo has such an amazing catalog. Amazing, like, really and truly. Like, amazing songs. Songs that should be he's studied. He's a great artist. That should be studied 100 years from now. Like, he's an amazing Come artist. Come on, study. <laughs> amazing <laughs> artist. Amazing artist. Confessions turned 17 over the weekend, right? Cannot believe it. 17. 17. Years ago. Uh, what's your favorite song off Confessions? Mine is Superstar. 
Um, I think my favorite is either Throwback, um, Do It, Ooh. Do It, Do It for Me. Oh wait, is it Do Do It to Me? Um, I love to mm-hmm. the whole album. Don't ask me that question. The whole album. The whole album. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album. Like oh, also in their old music. Did you see that um, Versus announced the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire? I can't wait. I will be there with my bell bottoms. (laughs) You hear me? I will be there with my bell bottoms and my crop top with my razor in my left pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's so funny though because people always... People always talk about how men dressed in like the sixties and seventies, but I guarantee you they were whooping ass. They was beating ass. Like <laughs> niggas would have a crop top on and pull out a whole pistol. Like, oh, whoa there, right? <laughs> and shoot you in the middle of the street the because that's street. that's what gangsters did back then. But they I love it so much. Clean cut bell bottoms on, and probably like a oh my goodness color with flowers on it. <laughs> And the bedazzled, you know how people say like (laughs) black people, like we shouldn't want to time travel. But like, if I could, I would travel to like the seventies. Yes, that's my favorite era. I would definitely, for sure, (laughs) travel to the seventies. I'm not even gonna lie. I probably would do the drugs too. Like, yes. I mean, what's the point of going back there if you can't do the drugs? Nah, real shit. And those were like the pure drugs yes. before they got like watered down. They was so out this bitch. I, like that's how they made such good music. They was giving full blown soul train soul train performances on <laughs> drugs. I would love to see do that. Them niggas that was dancing at the soul train was destroying drugs. Like you can't tell me that. Like for sure. Like doing the chicken head and shit. Like they was destroying drugs. Like come on. One hundred percent on cocaine. You have to come here on cocaine to dance at the soul train. It's like no, but do a line <laughs> and get in line. Do a line and get in line. <laughs> yo, you funny as shit, yo. <laughs> nah, but for real, I, we would have so much fun in the seventies. Yes, um, <sighs> but in other and um, bops and bangers, we also just wanted to highlight some other podcasts. We just don't want to block, you know, listen to our podcast. We also want to highlight other um, black podcasts as well. Um, I'm not sure if you guys listen to the Friendsville podcast. I know that's a um, it's a great podcast. I love it. Um, podcast is really good. Um, y'all should check it out. Um, where to now? Um, I think he's a poet. I I watch. I actually listen to that podcast. It's an amazing podcast. If you want to like listen to like stuff about like you know um emotional trauma, how to get through that. It's like a healing podcast. And Black or Brunch, right? That's Iman um podcast. So y'all can check yep. that out as well. Some good good podcasts. Other than us, there's some amazing podcasts out there that's doing some amazing things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so check them out. Yeah, things to stand. Oh, I also have a friend Candace. She has an amazing podcast. I'm gonna link it on my mm-hmm. social. Oh, and my friend it has me like it's. Oh damn! Oh, Let's talk about my friend Kia has a um podcast as well. Um, Pack Light Podcast. It's an amazing podcast about healing and you know coming you know coming into a woman and just like womanhood and stuff like that. Y'all should check that out. It's an amazing, amazing. That's amazing such podcast. a good name. Yes, it's called Pack, Pack Light. Light. Yes, y'all should definitely check that out. We'll link these on our socials so you can go show our friends <laughs> some love. Yes, we'll definitely be shouting them out Things this week. Things to stand. 
What are you standing this week? Um, what am I standing this week? Um, do you know what I'm actually standing? No, this is not a standing, mm-hmm. but damn, this is a, for things I would like to see. But can we skip to that real fast? I just need to see real face. But I just think that... Nigga, that was 30 I'm minutes sorry. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it just popped up in my head. I just think that all black people should get free DNA tests to know their heritage. Why the fuck is ancestry charging us $100 to know our ancestries? Like, what the fuck? I went on there trying to get my fucking That was like, the DNA last shit. thing I thought you were going to say. And they try to charge me a hundred dollars. I'm like, nigga, I'm black. Y'all fucking stole me from a whole continent and brought me over here and charged me to know about my roots. Capitalism at its finest. But on things I will things to America, do y'all see what I do with? <laughs> but on things on things I would like to stand, I'm definitely staring at Ari Linux. Like, that's the baby. Baby in the testy, like so you know, but she looks so fire. She always been fire. I wish I stopped seeing it ever since she lost the weight. I know she's been fire. Like, Ariel Lennox always been fire. She's like the total package. She's an Aries. She's also like, the fire sign, so that's a plus. Oh, I can't get over her. She's gorgeous. She has a voice. Like, I've never heard anybody sing like Ari Lennox. I just love her. Happy birthday. <laughs> I want to be her friend. For sure. I feel like we would be good friends. Yes, yes, yes. She's an um, Aries. It's springtime, so I'm... First time. I'm going to say it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this man is ridiculous. Okay, I'm also standing flowers because it's officially springtime. And I just love having fresh flowers in my house. Um, Jameer wrote in here white tulips, but I like no. Mm-mm. Tulips are very like dainty flowers that you have to like watch, keep an eye out for. Mm. And it's just a lot of work. I, I love roses. I'm a rose girl. Also, I'm standing wall is it the calls? I'm actually um my spring, like my spring little thingy thing. You know how people, you know, black people talking about spring cleaning and shit. But that's my plan. I yeah. want to do over my room, so I'm going to create like a little office space in my room. So I'm definitely going to get into that. Like, it's an easy way to switch up your space, add some stuff to the um wall and stuff. So um, I'm gonna try that, test it out to see um, see how that works. And then um, hmm. Apple Music have an affinity feature. I'm not standing that. The only reason I'm not standing that. Me either. That's why I skipped it. The only time I'm not that because I was listening to the Clark Sisters and Megan and Stallion came on next, and I'm just like, hmm, this is kind of like, you know, weird. But we're gonna keep it moving. But they get it sometimes. They get it sometimes. Sometimes, not all the it's time. It's hit or miss. Apple Music is hit or Spotify miss. Spotify Infinity feature is better, but they need to like do that entire <laughs> algorithm over because I'll be trying to listen to Mary J. Blige then Nicki Minaj come on then it's just like what the fuck like what's going on but also Mr. Myers dish so oh my god Mrs. Myers oh, shit crazy <laughs> Mrs. Myers they white they'll be art <laughs> but um <laughs> Mrs. Myers dish soap. Um, they got amazing um like um cleaning cleaning um supplies. I used to work at Target, so I'm pretty um aware of their like um products. And they got like this like disinfect spray. I think it's like lemon mint. It smells so fucking good. Like, oh, it smells. I so love good. lemon scented stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So y'all should definitely check them out. They sell um, them at Target. Um, you probably can get them on um, Amazon and certain things like that. Another brand that's on here is Topicals, which I personally love, love, love. Um, I have an autoimmune deficiency, which causes like hyperpigmentation like all over my body. So like sunscreen and um, like skin skin toning serums, I always will stand behind. And Topicals is black owned. So shout out to them. They need I to give to me get a um, sponsorship. New, right? Mm-hmm. I have to get some of that. I need to get like a um. I need to be a brand ambassador, but I definitely need some um. Some that's of that. what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I got like high. And they're also like in Sephora now, yeah. or like on Sephora.com. But like my, so that's big for them. Yeah, like my high pigmentation is this just for is this just for like face because I got high pigmentation all. No, over it's my your body. entire body. Because okay, I got yeah, high pigmentation. That's everywhere. I use it on my arms and my thighs. Yeah, I need to um get some of that. Actually, let me put that. Yeah, I'm gonna put that down. Tropical. It's topicals, right? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check that out, and that's it for um things to stand. And our last segment of the episode, guys. You know, I don't like leaving y'all, but um, closing mantra is just like something that we like leaving y'all with to think about, to like, you know, just you know, accept something we're gonna leave y'all with to mm-hmm. accept. So um, we just want to let someone know that. You honestly owe yourself an apology for the times you pretend you were receiving enough, but really weren't. And Mm. I have to apply this to my life because the way that I be congratulating people for giving me the bare minimum. Thanks. And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it until we sit back and we're like, bruh. I was really accepting this shit. Like... (laughs) But mm-hmm. I know this is, isn't I know this isn't in our um our segment, but I got this amazing book if y'all wanna check it out. Um I don't know if y'all into like poetry books. Um it's like a new thing that I like discovered that I love. And it's called Flowers on the Moon by Billy I'm pronouncing his name right, Billy Chapada. So it's just like a collection of poems that's like broken up into like sections. And I think I posted one on my Instagram earlier and I just wanted to read it to the listeners because i think it's amazing so it's actually about healing and um it say um healing requires you to spend some time with yourself alone time with all your wounds peeling the bandages off and exposing your wounds to the elements giving them air to breathe within the confines of your pain this is your process your battle your struggle no one will ever understand it as much as you do and no one needs to there is beauty in that beauty in the fact that you hold the key to your own healing Beauty in the fact that you have the power to shift your energy in a way that strengthens your strengthens your resolve. Immerse yourself fully in the experience. No one can heal you the way you can heal you. So that's just something I wanted to leave you off because I think it's very important to understand that. Take time with your healing. It doesn't, you know, it's not like a, it's not a mirror. It's not like a race. It's not. Healing takes time. So just wanted something I want to share. So thank y'all for checking out this episode. And yeah, <laughs> you're beautiful and young, and you deserve the best in life. Take that with you. This Thank you all for checking out the episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And um, shout out to everyone on the team. Um, you know, I love y'all, always love down. And yeah, see y'all next episode. Bye. Oh, yeah.
Okay. <laughs>